0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Hospital Medicine Education, the place for one to become a better educator clinician for the residents, students, and patients. The views here do not reflect our institutions. All opinions are our own. Please refer to your institution's policies, procedures, and guidelines when practicing. Does experience matter? Just because you've done something for a long time doesn't mean you're an expert or even good at it. So how can we work towards an expertise in our daily practice as hospitalists and internists who teach students residents and each other. To help us accomplish this we have Dr. Atul Tucker to help moderate and discuss this topic further with a great panel of physicians lined up Arnab, Salome, and Mohammed. So before we go further I want you to take a piece of scratch paper and from memory sketch out something you've seen a thousand times in your life the front and back of a penny. Can you do it? probably not accurately, if at all, likely the reason you can't do it is a lack of experiential learning. To explain further, tool,
1: take it away. Thank you, Chris. And you're right. The fact is only a little bit of learning takes place only from experience. There must be a conscious effort to build understanding from the experience, which requires reflection, abstraction or forming concepts, and then testing those concepts in our life. These four steps constitute the four steps of Kolb's learning cycle. Chris, you brought an important point today in your opening statement. Does experience matter? Just because you have done something for a long time, does that make you an expert in that field? It does not. Why? Unless you reflect on your experiences, you'll not learn from them. So Kolb's experiential learning, how is
0: this relevant to the internist?
1: Well, right from our medical school days, we see patients, interview them, do physical exams, and discuss their management. At every step, you're gathering experiences, and you continue to do that throughout your career. You must pause here and ask, what is it that makes Dr. X an expert in his field, and Dr. Y, who might have the same years of experience, an average doctor. It's highly likely that Dr. X, the expert, Continued to reflect on his experiences, whether good or bad, and grow from those insights that it gained in this process. It's an active, deliberate effort that you have to put in throughout your practice. Hmm, interesting.
0: So we have Dr. Meta here to tell us more. So Arnab, I heard you're uh, an upcoming expert in adult education. Can you tell me more about Kolb's theory?
2: Yeah, so Kolb's model, um, it has four steps in it. There's concrete experience, number two, reflective observation, number three, abstract conceptualization, and then number four, active experimentation. Um, so it goes on one after the other. Sounds fancy, right? <laughs> Don't worry. It's
0: pretty simple. So then what's what? I guess where do I start? Where do I go?
2: So the first step is concrete experience. Uh, this can come in many forms. So like Sim lab or, uh, you know, role play or even real life. So a few months ago, I had a resident working with me. um, Let's call him Ben. And I observed him struggling to break bad news to his patients. Um, He just seemed to stumble and seemed awkward at best. This was a problem we had to work on. And I wanted to use Kolb's method here.
0: Okay, so what'd you do for him?
2: So we started with the first step, if you remember, concrete experience which was asking Ben to talk to patients more during rounds for me. Um, so I had him break both the good and the bad news to them instead of having me do it for him. Uh, starting that initial event is the core of Concrete Experience. That experience could have started with anything. Again, as I said, role play simulation too, but for us it was having him talk to the patients in real life.
0: All right. So what's your role then? What would you say your role is as an instructor when using Kolb's theory?
2: So as an instructor, your job is to decide what that experience is for your learner um, and then to observe
0: him. We'll use Ben as a case in point here. So the concrete experience activates the second step, reflection. So Salome, what is reflection?
3: As Dewey described, reflection is an active, persistent, and careful consideration of any belief or assumption. Reflection on the consequences of an action can serve to correct errors, identify gaps, which allows you to refine future actions.
0: So how would you approach Ben to apply reflective observation?
3: For example, Ben was allowed to conduct a family meeting with an attending's observation to help him to improve his communication skills. The patient was a young gentleman who sustained spinal cord injury after a motor vehicle accident. Family had multiple questions and concerns about the rehabilitation process and what was going to happen. Ben responded, don't worry, everything will be okay, which made one of the family members angry and asked Ben to leave the meeting immediately.
0: So how would you help Ben reflect on this, well, unpleasant experience?
3: As an attending, I did a briefing with Ben by applying a structured framework of reflection cycle. First, they asked to describe the experience, how he felt, and what was he thinking at that time, on which Ben responded that he wanted to reassure family that things are okay, as he believed at this point, this is what the family wanted to hear from him. He felt very confused when family member asked him to leave. Next steps are to evaluate and analyze the experience. Ben stated that he started thinking about what was happening in this family, how they were clearly distressed and may have been having difficulty supporting each other due to their own distress. Family member's verbal abuse of Ben was possibly not a fair reflection on him, but said a lot about how the family member was feeling. Now he can see that their questions and behaviors were driven by their extreme emotional states and needed an outlet for their emotions. My final questions were if Ben can come up with a conclusion of what he learned from this experience, what he could have done differently, an action plan how would he deal with similar situations in the future. Ben concluded that in general, this type of situation, patients and family don't need superficial reassurance. Instead, it will be more helpful to acknowledge their emotional distress, put himself in their shoes, and be empathetic, and assist them to get the support they need. He will apply this concept next time he will conduct family meetings or break the bad news to the patient.
0: Great stuff, Salome. So the resident had this experience. We saw you had him deliberately reflect back on the experience, and it appears he came up with a new way of moving forward. But for the educators listening not familiar, when do we have them implement what they reflected on? Where do we go next? Mohammed? can you help us out? Yeah, thanks Chris. So far, Ben is engaged in the concrete
4: experience and already reflected on the real life experience. Now this is time for him to create actionable concepts, also known as concept formation or abstract conceptualization. This must be followed by practical application of the new concepts, also known as active experimentation, which is the fourth phase of Kolb's experiential learning. So far, Ben has identified that breaking bad news is an area of improvement for him. The role of medical teacher will be to help Ben evaluate his problem-solving approach. In other words, Grace, what he ha- can do to improve his particular skill under supervision. So what's your
0: strategy for Ben at
4: this point? Yeah, so that's uh, uh, very interesting. So for concept formation, I will sit with Ben and discuss how to improve uh, breaking a bad news skill. If he has not already identified the appropriate strategy, I will encourage him to explore the standard frameworks for breaking bad news. For example, one of such tools a six step approach to breaking bad news and also known as with the acronym SPIKES. I will share the resources and encourage him to explore more including watching videos and looking for other resources. The acronym SPIKES stands for setting up the interview, patient's perception, patient's invitation, giving knowledge to the patient, patient emotion, and at the end, summarizing and making a strategy.
0: Okay, so if Ben has the strategy by using spikes as a reference, what will be the next step?
4: So the next step will be what Gold called it as active experimentation. Ben will apply the new understanding in actual practice. Ben should practice the new protocol of delivering bad news with a real patient scenario under supervision and most importantly, under direct observation. For the active experimentation to be effective, this must be followed by high quality feedback by the medical teacher using Spike's rubric as a standard. This cycle should continue for further improvement. And to be honest, this cycle must go on and on.
0: Thank you, Mohammed, for rounding out the four aspects of Kolb's model of experiential learning. As we wrap up the episode for today, as we utilize Kolb's model of experiential learning along with Gibb's model for reflection, an internist, whether MD or APP, can better guide their students and residents while learning on the wards. A big thanks to Atul for co-moderating and our fantastic expert panel. Please visit our new website at www.cheinrich8605.wixsite.com forward slash academic hospitalist for more information. Until next time, keep learning and keep practicing.